David understood the true worship was something deeply inward of the soul. It is not just about outward forms or expressions, but about something real from the soul. Soul music is the very soul of music. This is for his namesake. Hi there, this is for his namesake. I thought I'd go ahead and drop you guys a real quick blip, so to speak, concerning um, uh, more of a devotional. It's going to be really short, so if you ain't got a lot going on, I just hope this blesses you. It's going to be real short, but um, once again, it's blessed me, and so just want to pass the bread around the table, so to speak, and see if you guys can't get fed too. So it's on Psalms 103. Go ahead and open up there if you have a chance. It's just going to be the first five verses. It's going to be, Bless affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is deepest within me. Bless his holy name. Bless affectionately, gratefully, <clears throat> excuse me, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all his benefits, who forgives every one of all your iniquities, who heals each of all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, <clears throat> excuse me, and corruption, who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with love and kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation, <clears throat> excuse me, with good, so that your youth renewed is like the eagles. And that's going to be there stopping at verse 5. Now, if you're wondering what that little added, the little adage is in there, I'm reading the uh, Amplified Bible. So, anyway, to the point here, <clears throat> we start the first verse. Gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is deepest within me. Bless his holy name. Now, God doesn't need our blessing. He's the king of the universe. He doesn't really need anything from us. In fact, um, all that we have comes from him. But what's an interesting sort of juxtaposition or a sort of what they would call in, in, in uh, it's kind of a Hebraism is a komer havi, light to heavy, or uh, light to dark kind of an idea here. Um what you notice here in the meter, uh, as it's going along is, it says, bless his holy name, essentially over and over again. And then what's interesting is in verse 2, he says, bless affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all his benefits, who forgives every one of all your iniquities, who heals each one of all your diseases. Does that mean that every disease you get is going to be healed, that you're just going to be completely disease-free the rest of your life? No, it doesn't. Okay, as much as I wish it was true, unfortunately, that is just simply not the case. What it does mean, on the other hand, is that God in his sovereign will and in his mercy, which he is full of, uh, will, if, does not, if he does not remove the disease, if he doesn't completely heal you, will make a way for you to, well, he'll basically use it, right? He'll restore you in such a way as that it can be used for his glory and for his, well, namesake, right? And that meaning in a sense that you've almost sort of been healed of it because God has taken that which was meant for evil and turned it for good. God redeems the situation, understand. Now, there are times where God does completely heal you, where there is absolutely um, nothing left of said disease or anything else. Uh, but, you know, as the word says, in this life you will have tribulation, but take heart. The Lord Jesus has overcome the world. And so irrespective of whether or not this particular thing here is talking about every one of your diseases being healed or not, you can take heart that God can have you live in such a way that your joy is found in the Lord and not in the flesh anyways, so that you can see past whatever disease you may be struggling with or going through. And uh, it doesn't mean it'll be easy, but the Lord will use it to draw you closer to him. In that sense, you sort of have been healed 
And the healing is really more got to do with spiritual healing in a sense sometimes as well, not just physical. Sometimes to get rid of a disease of the heart, so to speak, uh, a disease of the soul, uh, there must be an affliction to the flesh. And as much as I hate, I hate that learning process, it is simply true. Sometimes the disease is deeper in the soul than it is in the flesh. And the only way to root that sucker out of there is to have an affliction of the flesh that we might be conformed more to the image of Christ, which I've talked about in previous uh, podcasts. Verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit and corruption, who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with love and kindness, tender mercy. Now, it's very simple here. Um, the Lord is not concerned whether or not you look beautiful in the sense as far as concerning your outward appearance, right? God is not concerned whether or not you are skinny and have all of uh, the so social cues as far as concerning what society now considers beautiful in the physical sense. But what the Lord is concerned, what he does find beautiful in us is that when we are <clears throat> beautified, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it's that we have dignity, that we're showing mercy, and that we're showing kindness, and that we are glorifying him. God finds that beautiful, especially in a world where corruption is run rampant, and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life tends to take more of a, um, shall we say, um, found more beautiful in a sense in this world, this corrupt world, than us showing mercy and kindness. And that's why the word says we are to shine like stars in a dark firmament. In other words, that we are found uh, to be more and more like Christ, essentially. Uh, verse 5, who satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation with good, so that your youth renewed is like the eagles. So this is basically taking a uh, very simple uh, idea here, that when we are in the flesh, when we are going through it, when we're having a real tough time, if you remember that scene in, um, I think it was Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, where the eagles came and took them as they were right there at their last precipice where they're about to die and they got nothing left to give and the eagles come and take them. And that's sort of what the Lord does with us. He gives us a, a, a bigger view. He takes us up higher so that we can see his view so that we're not so stuck in the myopic view that we get stuck with the flesh and that's all we have and all we can see. And so the Lord tends to bless that so that we have more of a chance to understand where he's coming from and getting past and beyond ourselves. And so that tends to be how the Lord uh, will take us out of situations for which he has um, um, not necessarily ordained in our life. Could be an attack of the enemy, could be a number of things by which the Lord is simply trying to pull us out of. So anyway, that's today's For His Namesake um, devotions. If you guys want me to do more of these, go to the Facebook page and comment on there, the For His Namesake Facebook page. And let me know what you think. All right. Love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Lord bless you abundantly in all that the Lord has for you and all that money cannot buy. Love you guys. Maranatha. Bye.